Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar in order to own all things FPL related. We are coming to you on the 6th of February. It is the very first St. Bridget's Bank Holiday Monday in sunny old Ireland. And what better way to spend it than sitting here and talking all things Double Game Week 22 with my podcast partner in crime, Paddy. How are you getting on, my friend? I'm getting on great, Chair, and it is Brilliant to be back on the airwaves with yourself and the millions and millions of listeners and viewers on YouTube. Uh, before we go any further, I want to say big up, respect, Boakasha to St. Bridget herself for giving us, <laughs> giving us this day off. I've made about 20 St. Bridget's crosses in her honour. Rightly so, rightly so. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like you said it there, it's great to be back. And if it wasn't for this bank holiday, God knows when we would have got behind the mic again. We've we've suffered some professional switcheroos, which means recording has become slightly problematic in the last few weeks. So if you've missed us, apologies for that. Um, we're trying to work out the best way to get these done on a weekly basis. But, uh, you know, we're not fucking going anywhere for the time being. And uh, we'll get one out as soon as we can every week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, with that in mind, it's not like we've been shying away, Paddy, because FPL's going okay. FPL is going great. And, and again, apologize to the to the faithful listeners. We are going to get this sorted. We are going to be more um, consistent on a weekly basis. It's just sometimes, you know, that thing called life. It just gets in the fucking way. But uh, we're back now, and we're we're raring to go, aren't we? Yeah, and it is what it is. You know, I yeah. mean... Uh... Up the bum. <laughs> but we both launched our triple captainships this week. Um, you had no no better excuse. You were on the way over to Old Trafford, and uh, it made sense to stick it on your boy Rashford, but you must have been delighted with how things have gone so far. It was brilliant, of course, being over there watching the lads live in the theatre of dreams, along with my own son, which was a special moment watching him walk up those steps and and look out to, at the beauty of the theatre of dreams. And uh, the both of us uh, with the, the, the triple captain on Rashford, because he plays himself as well. And just magic moment. Uh, and for him as well to see two of his probably favourite players get on the on the scoreboard. And I, I guess you have Bruno as well on your team, did you? I did, yeah. I've had Bruno yeah. since since uh, we came back from the World Cup. Yeah, so we got to see a Rashford goal and assist and a Bruno goal. And of course, everyone probably had Luke Shaw as well and assist there as well. Yeah, it was it was uh, everything was going gravy for United uh, until Casemiro's raid. Um, oh my god yeah it just i mean watching it it's, i could just feel a bad chill come over my body i just knew something wasn't right when it happened and palace were like sharks to blood they sensed it it was an exciting game um the longest seven minutes of extra time <laughs> ever experienced in my life i kept looking over at the clock in old trafford and i kept saying to to bobby my son i kept saying oh my god it's still on it's still on 90 but then I realised the the clock doesn't, doesn't change. change yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't change. It's still six minutes extra time. My God, still ninety. Paddy's lost all sense of time and space in the last uh, five minutes. I, I I also brought in uh, Weghorst for that game as well. You know, as to have a bit of fun there. You know, and uh, God, he looked bewildered and lost in that team. Uh, we badly need to buy a striker. Um, but look, who knows? He might come good in the Leeds game. Hundred percent. I think he's got 
like he's a he's a he's that lovely punt that if he doesn't do anything, you kind of go, yep, didn't think so. But if he even just gets an assist against Leeds midweek, you're going to be, you know, yelling at the rooftops. Uh, you know, shag me, shag me, shag horse. me. Yeah, exactly. How um how did that uh, come across? Kind of live uh, the whole like you didn't have Bruno. Did that matter? Does that play into your thinking at all? Like when he scored that penalty, were you thinking, mm, nah, I don't care? Um, it, no, because I was there, yeah. and fantasy football took a back seat to uh, to be in there. Real, there was too much other things going on, just being there with my son and stuff. But in saying that, on the taxi home, I was thinking, bastards have Bruno, um, <laughs> and I didn't have him. Um, but I um I wouldn't have been able to get to Bruno without a minus four. I remember, you know, yeah, tinkering about, and it probably made it probably would have been worth it. But look. A lot of people now are selling Bruno for Mahrez, or they're you know they're they're switching them in and out. I'm I'm actually in a good place now. I have no I know my plans for gimmick twenty three. We'll speak about that later. Um, but how did you like just going straight into our points? Like what are, what are your points at the minute, Jer? And what have what have you got left to play? And tell us, have you got a big what's your green arrow or where are you now in the world? Let's yeah. take it from there. Yeah, all things are going well. Um, I mean, like, as you said, I had Bruno, and you did... It's a good point, what you, what you mentioned in regards to a lot of people taking hits. Like, the most common transfer I saw throughout the Twitter sphere and in, you know, group chats was Kane to Inketia and then the likes of Nalmeron to a Bruno. And Kane got his eight points. So if you did take a hit or if you did get rid of Kane, that's going to minimise the Bruno... Uh, move, which is something you didn't do, so like you can look at it that way. Unless Bruno I, goes mad against Sleeds during the week, yes, and that's actually a move I would have had to have done. I would have had to have removed Kane for a minus four, probably to get Bruno in. So I didn't do that, and I I kept Kane, and I was rewarded with me at points. So I guess the Bruno didn't really hit me too hard. Yeah, no, no, I mean not yet. As I said, it would, it kind of depends on that second match, and if he goes, yes, yeah, if he goes buck ape. But um, all in all, I was actually had a chocolate this this morning with herself. Um, 73 points I'm sitting on with a triple captain. Rashford still to play and Bruno and Shaw. I also have a cheeky little Nanto punt for Leeds, which as a United fan, I'm hoping he gets nothing. Uh, but like if United were to win 4-1 and uh, he gets a cheeky goal, I think I could I could make do with that. But um, that was all I got this week uh, in terms of attack and returns. No, I tell a lie. I had Kepa's ten pointer for Beautiful. for Chelsea in um in sitting at the back, but outside of Car- uh, Kepa's ten points, it was essentially Shaw's five, Rashford's thirty six, and Fernandez ten. The rest all blanket for me. But I'll take it. Green Arrow, hundred and twelve k as it stands, and um yeah, I'm pretty set for the rest of the week. Uh, no no minus points this week for me as well. That kind of stands to you a little bit at times, and uh, yeah, I can't complain. What about yourself, Penny? Yeah, I'm on seventy points, Jer. I'm really happy because I was I was just ticking along, but I was I got a couple of red arrows last couple of uh, weeks since the World Cup, and I dropped down to around eight hundred k in the world, which was like I was just like, oh, I don't want to be in that mill. But now I'm up to six hundred with still three players to play, so I'm in a good place. So anyway, Kepa got everything started the week off wonderfully, a ten pointer. Um, was delighted with that. Shaw five points in another game. Trippier two, and White two points. Couldn't believe as well um, that West Ham and Newcastle was a draw. That was great results for us United fans, along with Arsenal getting beat, and City getting 
Was it a draw, City? No, City lost 1-0 to Spurs. Oh my God, City lost 1-0, that's right. And then Liverpool, of course, getting beat 3-0. But anyway, back to fantasy football. Uh, Almer on two points. Uh, Rashford, 36, triple captain. Matt Tinelli, another man who's been sold a lot if you're looking at the Twitter Twitter sphere. Uh, De Bruyne, one-pointer as well. It's kind of a shock that he wasn't even... He didn't start. Um, Kane, eight points. Hero, Haaland, two points. And Weghorst, one point. Um... Captain, a lot of people that would have kept the faith with Holland would have been punished as well. Like I don't know what your thoughts are, but I we we spoke, the last pod we did we preached. I think that you know as much as we could without actually telling people what to do. That Rashford captain or triple captain was the was the move. Yeah, we were pretty sold on the idea of like that that double game week. Um, just being it just reminded me of Salah's one last year in regards to like what was it Norwich and. Leads as well, or it's just too ridiculously plum home. Too juicy, too juicy. Yeah, too juicy. I like my steaks juicy, just like mm-hmm. I like my women. And uh, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't going to avoid this. And as a United fan, I don't remember the last time I fancied a United player for a triple captainship. So I was happy to take advantage of that. Um, you mentioned De Bruyne. Like we'll be kind of obviously we'll be looking at at, at game week twenty three and all the implications. But he is uh, he is currently being berated online. Oh, he's finished. He's finished. Yeah, game over. Worst worst decision Pep ever made was to play him. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, so it's one to keep an eye on. The Martinelli one's another interesting interesting uh, sub. A lot of people talking after that Trossard transfer late in the in the January window. Is this going to affect his minutes? I still think he's a starter, but what was it, 58 this week? I mean, you got unlucky twice. I think you got Martinelli was 58 minutes sub and Veghorst was a 58 minutes sub. So, yeah. what's that? That's costing you, I think it would have been, I can't remember if Martinelli came off before Arsenal conceded, but it's costing you at least a point. Same with Veghorst. You know, they add up. But, they do indeed. But Martinelli wise, I'm I'm happy like with the double game week and stuff. Like it's just not yeah. a it's just not a concern for it's me. Not, it doesn't feel like a fire anyway. Coming up to the double game week, he's got two fixtures. Um, you're not going to be touching really any of those. Um, and same with De Bruyne, really. You know, if you have him, you're not going to get rid of him like that. Um, and then, do you know what? It's it's kind of got you know you know the way everyone was getting rid of Kane last week. Yeah. The same thing could happen. You could get rid of Martinelli and De Bruyne, and they could just shaft you. 100% I mean like as I said Martinelli's stats still aren't dropping do you know like I didn't look at the stats post the Everton game so to be fair I could be out of date with that but like up to up to and including that Everton match it didn't look like oh all of a sudden he's dropped off a cliff in terms of form it's like no Arsenal is still tipping away yeah he's got a bit of competition but his shots in the box are still well up there and uh, he still looks lethal. You know, like I for anyone that picked him up at six million, I don't see how all of a sudden he hasn't he, he isn't justifying that price tag. I think it's just a case of shiny new toys, you know, Odegaard coming good, Saka obviously has found his form, but um Odegaard being so closely you know, so closely related in terms of price and value, I guess that's the easy switch. Um but for a double game week, there has to be more pressing concerns in your team than than uh, Martinelli. That's the way I'd be looking at, it. and at the and the KDB. Yes, a hundred percent. Your everything you said there was just on the money, on the money, dear. Yeah. What about? Uh, we'll look at a bit of the game week twenty two matches. What about Harry Kane's uh, record breaking winner um, for them this week? Like you said yourself, he's not going anywhere for you, is he? 
No, I was looking at his fixtures, and I think there's no way in hell that he leaves my team now, unless he gets injured or something, something like that. But no, Harry Kane, he's been ticking away all season. This is the first time I've had him in my team. Imagine, like I, I think just was it last week? I just brought him you in. Brought him in last week. Yeah, let me let me just double check there. Yeah. While you're checking that, I'll just call out his upcoming fixtures. No, um, I have him for three weeks. Go on ahead. Yeah. Well, uh, his upcoming fixtures are Leicester away, West Ham at home, Chelsea away, Wolves away, or Chelsea at home, Wolves away, and Forest at home. So, not a bad run. I mean, that Leicester match, uh, like a lot of people that did get him out this week in favour of a kind of a hokey-cokey from, you know, maybe getting an Inketia and then turn someone into a Bruno. A lot of people that used... Harry Kane's transfer value as a, a make weight, they'll be looking at that Leicester fixture and, and I would be nervous. I'd be going like, is is this a fuck up? Did I... He's already got his A points. There could, yeah, there could be a bit of regret in that. I, I feel like it's a move... I, I've um, I've suffered from those kind of transfers before and then when the, the, the game week comes upon you, it sneaks up and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I mean, look, I think he's been so consistent this season that it's like I'm I'm moving towards being able to get him back in. I think a three five two formation seems very like that's kind of what I settled on after the World Cup, and I might have upgraded a Leeds. I think it was Greenwood for Leeds up to a Nanto for the extra few million, but that was just for the double game week, and yeah. I don't think it's it's a, a real formation changer. Do you know, it's it's maybe half a million invested in my strikers than I need, but like it's fine by me, and I'll be looking to partner Haaland with Harry Kane, kind of basically towards the end of the season. But you know, we're getting into that double game week, black game week. What are we yeah. gonna do? Kind of stage. It's chip strategy coming up soon. Like, um, so how just to, for the listeners now, now and um, not to put you on the spot, but how many teams are actually doubling for game week twenty three? For game week twenty three, it's just Man City and Arsenal. So it's just Man City and Arsenal. So five would be nearly enough. That's the big question, it. isn't it? Um, mm. Like for me, I'm sitting on three Arsenal, White, Martinelli, no two Arsenal, but with a free transfer, and then two City, and I'm happy to go into that with three Arsenal, two City. Like Manchester City's performance against Spurs didn't bode doesn't bode well um in terms of like rotation like the defense is basically it's a rough one at the moment like Cancelo being gone obviously that happened since we last potted Cancelo is right. no longer an FPL option but will be fondly remembered I think um as you know as a kind of elite pick there for a couple of seasons but gone now after Bayern Munich and he's already chipping in with assists. But, uh, yeah, no, essentially, like, where do you go for that third Man City spot? I mean, like, there's an argument to be made that KDB shouldn't even have the second spot. I still think... Christ. Yeah, I still think that's a lot of bollocks. I think he is clearly City's second best option in terms of... Uh, just in terms of involvement, you know, when he's on the pitch. Like, when he came on yesterday, I saw a few people kind of saying, oh, he was shit against Spurs. And I'm like... He came on in a rough game to try and change it. Spurs were playing very well. And he still completely dominated set, play, set plays and whipping yeah. the ball into the box. So, I mean, on a different day, like, didn't he get an assist against Wolves and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like, you're going, like, on a different day, he's getting some points there. I'm I'm no, I'm no, not in any doubt that he's City's second best option. But the real question is, who's the third? You, you know? Like, yeah. Ederson? Mares? 
Um, well, I mean, if you're chatting in the long run, it's Ederson. But if you're chatting about you want to get some points on the board and taking a wee gamble, it has to be Mahrez, doesn't it? Um, Mahrez is uh, I see I see him being spoken about a lot. I see him being spoken about a lot on Twitter at the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, he he loves a double game week. He does, and that's why he'll be rested this week. <laughs> yeah, that's why Pep's going to rest him because he knows. Yeah. No, he does love a double game week, but he was hooked, I believe, was it like 58 minutes, 59 minutes yesterday? So he did get subbed off. Um, I don't know how much of that is, was it like a tactical change or how much of that will kind of play into Pep's thoughts going forward. But for me, it wouldn't be worth a hit. I think that's the big question. Like You have a lot of people that took hits in game week 22 or before game week 22 in order to fit in that extra United player, like a yeah. m- more more likely to be a Bruno. Um, and then now you're, va- you're faced with that question, like, do you hit again? Like there would have been people there now, Paddy, that did no minus four, but a hokey cokey, KDB to Fernandez. And they're laughing. You know, if KDB didn't start one pointer versus Fernandez 10, I believe with a game in hand. Yes. They're laughing. But then next week, City have that double and United have a lovely fixture against Leeds. I mean, I know it's a way, but those Leeds matches are always kind of... United versus Leeds are always potential to be a high-scoring affair, regardless of whether it's at Old Trafford or or Elland Road. But um, Elland Road? That is Leeds yes. ground, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah ground. Um, for a second there, I was going, is that City's old ground name? I can't remember. Throw but, away the um, shovel. Jerry, so sorry. tell me this. So t- right now, how many doublers do you have? Just for next week, yes. I have four with a transfer. You're the same so as myself, then, and I'm not going to be taking. I I would need to take a hit to get six, and I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah, I'm with you. Do you think there's any reason, any players that you would take a hit for? Not you particularly, but if someone else was sitting there with, we'll say four, and or we'll say you know they had they needed to they wanted to bring in two players. From either Man City or Arsenal, like are right. they, like what's your top three City and Arsenal now? Okay, on well, like I can't include Holland because everyone already has Holland, yeah. Yeah, well, he's included as one, so we'll say two from City. Right, I would want De Bruyne, mm-hmm. and I would want um, Saka for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. So I get you; they're the ones you are missing, and that would bring you up to. But you have De Bruyne. Oh, I thought you were talking about the people, like what to what in general, like what are the two, what are the top? No, I right, mean for me, like if okay, you would say me, right now, top three city assets for the double game. The, the players I would love to have now going into this, I would love to have um, Mahrez, and I would love to have Odegaard and Saka. Yeah, no, I'm with you. They're they're the, they're the three I would love to have, and I don't. They're the top kind of transfer targets. No, I'm I'm mm-hmm. the same. I've no Odegaard. I've no Mar- I've no uh, Saka. And I've no third city. So, for me, yeah. I also have no Enketia. I mean, he's an interesting one. I mean, you... That's my move this week. So, you'll be moving Veghorse out for... Yes. Because I'm also, you know, I've one eye on the blank. There's a blank coming up soon, isn't there? There is. Game week 25. Brentford, so... Brighton, Man United, Newcastle, all, all blanking. Yeah. So, I'm also thinking, Veghorse, I need to start, you know cutting down some of these players that are going to be blanking. So I'm going to get rid of Weghorst for Enkedia. That brings me up to three Arsenals for the double. And then I'll just be happy enough to have the two probably best City players. Yeah. 
for the double anyway. And that's Haaland. And De Bruyne, you said it yourself, Chair, he's their number two. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think the big question for me into the into the game week twenty three will be it'll be Arsenal and it's I have Ben White. A lot of people will, will be in this position. I have Ben White, I have Marinelli. And obviously I can turn the likes of a third striker or even a second striker if I want to into Enketia. Or I could look at upgrading the likes of an Andreas Pereira to Asaka or an Odegaard. Like I have the funds in the bank. I think a lot of people like there's but a that lot would, of heavy banks for Yeah. Around. So that'll be a minus four. Well, no, I would make one option or the other. I would choose. If I did the two okay. of them, but I have two Arsenal players, so I only need to make yeah. one decision, you know? And uh I mean minus four wise Coming into a double game week, I never, I'm never too worried about it. But yeah, because everyone's making them sure. That's the thing, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a little frustrating, actually. Do you find um, sometimes like you are kind of prepped? Like we'll say Bruno. I've had him, as I mentioned, post World Cup, and he's been tipping away. I never really intended to hold on to him this long, but then the double game week came along, and he was there, and it was like, okay, he's a little bit of an advantage. And then come Saturday or come Friday evening, you're looking at everyone's teams. And they just all had Bruno all of a sudden. He went from like 7% to, I don't know, 30% or something like that. Like he just became a pain in my ass if, yeah. if, if he got points, you know? Do you, like, do you think, is there a lot, is there sometimes, is, do people overthink kind of these strategies and long-term thinking when you could maybe just react uh, a bit more, you know? Yeah, I think, well, you know yourself, there's always a bit of luck involved in these things. Um, but, I think overthinking is the number one casualty for dropping points in the fantasy football game. Like to get rid of Kane, yeah. like a player that scores fucking goals, right? For a hit and then bringing in someone else. I, th- I find that could be labeled as overthinking. Like this week I had two fires in my team, Cancelo and Martial, you know? Yeah. And I dealt with the fires that were in my team. If you could no. go back, would you... Would you not do Martial to Weghorst? Or the fact that he was sitting there, you're like, I had to do something. No, I had to. I felt I had to get rid of Martial because he's just so inconsistent. I mean, I, I, why did I bring him in the first place? Who knows? I just thought, you know, he's been rested over the World Cup, you know, and he'll be raring to go. United are looking good. And then he gets injured. And he's back now, right enough, but... Yeah, but you he was know, still not... missing from the Saturday match. Yeah, he was still missing from the Saturday <laughs> match. Like, but yeah, no, I, I, I wanted to have like a little bit of fun. You know, I did. I, I thought, look, come here. I might say fun. I still believed Weghorst could have popped up. You know, with an old goal. Do you know? I thought it was. I thought it was a good transfer. A little low percentage one. A uh, double game week. When you're playing as the front man in a attacking team. Yes. There's always a chance, like, do you know I mean, I know it sounds redundant and, and obvious, but like, you know, that's sometimes that's what it is. It's just meeting meeting potatoes. It's like he's up there, he's starting the match. All you need is a you know, Bruno to put a ball on a fucking plate for him and he'll he he'll sticks it and you're and you're not thinking about it again. Exactly. Like, and sure, you know what? I'm not even done yet. If he scores against Leeds or an assist, I, I win. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I'll be happy. Um, you did also mention that you were happy Newcastle drew 1-1 and it is good for obviously United fans um, but FPL in mind not so good for me this week I uh, had the same fire as you in terms of Cancelo sitting there on my bench and needed to you know make make weight all of a sudden 
Newcastle double defence, what's it, like seven clean sheets in a row? That's right, yeah. It's money-wise, it seemed to make sense. Uh, I could drop a seven million defender down to 4.5, so I did that. Cancelo, I'll bot men in. Played the two of them, and of course, Newcastle concede. And uh, now I'm thinking, did I double make a mistake? Double clean sheet buster. Double clean sheet buster. I never like having double clean sheets, but in this case, I think because Trippier is so nailed on every week, it's more like I have no problem benching Botman. Botman will yeah. just be my backup. But Exactly. I, I think I did fall victim to not looking ahead to the double or to the blank in 25. I mean, I did obviously know that Newcastle were blanking, but I consider I had very little Newcastle players and no Brighton players and United are going to be kind of being shipped out over the next few weeks. I didn't overthink it. I was like, yeah, Batman can Batman and Trippier can both be on my bench. Exact same move as me. I got rid of Cancelo for Batman, freed up some nice money. But one of my 50-50 decisions this week was do I play Batman and Trippier? Mm-hmm. Or do I bench Botman and play Almiron? And I just thought, well, look, it was a 50-50. I benched Botman and played Almiron. Um, no big difference, really, because Almiron only got two points as well. Yeah. But uh, and, and White got two points, my other um, defender. So um, that's Almiron now. Like, my, as I was saying, Niketia, Weghorst is going for Niketia. That's one of my moves. Probably then looking, looking on. Almiron is probably on the way out but the problem is the player I want to really replace Almiron is Mitoma yeah I was just going to say like that's the I'm just a lot of people in the same position but you can't can't go there yet because Brighton are blanking but can't you like that's the big argument at the moment I mean like he got another double digit haul last week uh, or this week we'll say just got um, Poxy if you ask me Mm -hmm. header in the like 87th minute but like owners would have been laughing and I'm happy to see a new option kind of emerge. But the big question then is like an away fixture to Crystal Palace and a home match against Fulham. Are they worth avoiding just because of the, the, the blank. potential blank? Yeah. yeah. You see, that's a very good question. But like if I'm bringing like, no, I, I, I feel that I would love to have him, but I feel it's just, um, I could be selling myself short by going for him now. Yeah. And then you know, being being short then on 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 players for a game week. I mean, I already have like too many. I think um, if I brought him in, that gives me then get another three game weeks or two game weeks to to fix it. Well, as I'm saying, like you're looking at your team there, you've got you've already got three Newcastle and three Man United, so you'll need to ship off at least. And you've got a Patterson sitting there. So, I mean, you've yeah. essentially got seven blanks in game week 25. And this is game week 23, 24. So, you've three transfers then to, to kind of shift them. So, you can get that down to four blanks. But you'll probably need to take a hit at one stage yeah. to get the full, the full 11 out. And, yeah, I think Mitoma, for anyone in a similar position, it's easy to have your head turned and kind of get look at the man in form. But if you hadn't jumped on him two weeks ago, even last week then yeah it's becoming it does become like a kind of i think a bit of a bit of gluttony in terms yeah of, and another way to look at this jerry i could bring him in now right and he could get maybe a goal one week and assist the next week mm. i may have to make a minus eight exactly. to, to fix my team and then then points are just shirts they're gone no you're right i mean we could all just uh take solace in in the fact that you know not you can't have everyone that's the way no. it goes you can't i'm have probably just going to um I'm going to focus on getting a few players in 
that are decent and that are that play in the double game week or the blank game week. And also I have a Patterson fire I really want to fix as well. Um, maybe I can do that on down the line when I'm thinking about using more chips. But at the moment, I think I'm just going to work on the things that really need to be worked on on in the team. Do you have any plans now going forward, Jer? Like, um, what's your transfer? What's your thoughts this week? Um, are you cutting back for the blank? Will you be looking to get Matoma in? Yeah, I mean, like, you're you're right in everything you said, and it's it brings a tear to my eye watching you become such a mature fantasy football manager probably. thank you very much <laughs> but um, the likes of like basically I'm lo- I am looking ahead and again I think I'm kind of maybe overthinking a little bit of game week 25 but I will also be avoiding, avoiding Mitoma for the same reasons you mentioned I'm not in a serious uh, bother as you are in terms of well I wasn't I mean in terms of I only have two Newcastle players and three United so only five players and my my third bench instead of the likes of a Patterson or a non-playing player is Bueno, who I was very happy with uh, in terms of minutes, but he was rested against Liverpool at the weekend. And uh, that's kind of worried me. I'm not sure why, but after a three nil win against Liverpool, you know yourself, it would be hard to, for the manager to put it, bring in too many changes. But I mean, like he had been playing pretty much all the matches, at least post world cup. Even as far mm-hmm. as I think going back to game week 12, he was a, a nail starter. And now, as I said, suddenly dropped. They do have a lovely fixture in 25 that I was happy with. Not lovely, but like a way to Fulham. I'm like, yeah, I could totally play Bueno on that. And uh, now I'm going to be closely watching that um, to see whether or not that's going to bone me in 25. But as I said, don't have three Newcastles. So I don't have to worry about that. I have no Brighton and I've and I'll be working my way off of City or off of United but the big question then is when do you start jumping off the likes of Fernandes I mean like they have they have Leeds next week uh, obviously following their home match against Leeds at the end of 22 they have a a second match against Leeds at the start of 23 and um, I don't think I want to get rid of any of my United assets for that especially now that we heard today, Leeds have sacked Jesse Marsh. That's, That's right. You can confirm that, Paddy, breaking news. I can indeed. And you know yourself, the power of a new manager bounce. Look at what just happened to Arsenal with Sean Dyche in charge of Everton. So, you know... Dyche that, ball, baby. Yeah, Dyche ball is back. And that is definitely something to consider. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I have, as I mentioned, kind of took a bit of a cheeky punt on Nanto. He could easily, um, you know, turn into a Inketia this week. Um, uh-huh. Or I could look at, as I mentioned, kind of turning Andres Pereira into a Saka. I have the funds in the bank, but my only concern is getting rid of a Fulham player ahead of that game week 25 uh, fixture against, like, it's a pretty, like, a home to Wolves. I'm not expecting a rake of points out of it, but when your team is blanking, like they're perfect fixtures, you're like more than happy. So yes. I'm a little concerned about uh, jumping off of a Pereira when I could just turn my Leeds asset into an Arsenal striker. But I don't know. I just think uh, three five two is the way to go, and I don't want to be investing a rake of money up front. Uh, not when I'm looking to turn the likes of a Mitrovic into a Kane post game week twenty five. Yeah, that, no, that's true. Um, and you know what? Just when you were talking there about some of your transfers, you've. You've made me think I could turn Andreas into Odegaard or I could change Weghorst to Niketia. Yeah. What do you think is the better option? I think 
I think based on what we were saying with your team, in in the fact that you do have three Newcastle, three United, and a Blanken Everton ass player, not Blanken but a injured Everton player, I would be just focusing on the likes of Veghorst out. You know, like as you said, kind of weaning off the players oh, that are yeah, already Blanken. Off the players that um yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because, I mean, you would be delighted yeah. to come to game of 25 with Pereira sitting there. You'd be like, yep, I have that spot covered. Because, you know, yeah. he's still, for his price this season, I think he's been a tremendous asset. I mean, it's rare that you get a 4.5 midfielder um, as consistently, you know, that starts as consistently as Pereira and is on a rake of set plays and, you know, the potential mm. penalties and all that kind of stuff. They're they're a gift. Well, then here's another one for you. What about um, Almiron to Odegaard instead of... And Ketia to Wycross and Ketia. Yeah, I mean, I'd be definitely more in favour of that than I would have been, than I would be of uh, Pereira. As you said, like Amaran has been kind of shipped out in droves at the moment anyway. Yeah. He does have a nice fixture this week against uh, away to Bournemouth, which I'm hoping will have a few goals. Eddie Howe mm-hmm. turning back up at, uh, at his old haunting ground. Um, but Liverpool then in game week 24. That's an, and a blank in 25. Like, they're easy shifts, do you know? Yeah. Um, you see, that's why I love this podcast here. You see, it opens up parts of my FPL brain that sometimes stay dormant. And then uh, when you just start chatting and flowing, other ideas pop up. And I'm sure it's uh, the same for the millions and millions of listeners back at home. It probably helps that you're sober this week, Patty. Probably your first sober yeah. podcast. So yes, synapses are, are firing all over your yeah. brain. Well, it could, could work both ways. Sometimes, you know, the beer opens up passageways as well, you know? Yeah, you're right. It opens up a lot of passageways for me. Ah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure it does. I'm sure it does. Yeah, but um, any other game talking points to 22 before we move on? I think, like, Mitoma, you hit the nail on the head. Like, that's one worth chatting about. I was very happy to see Ivan Tony blanking this week I was afraid oh, that yeah. every time I got a notification Brentford goal Brentford goal I was like here we go here we go and then it was just uh, anyone but Tony I think Mbuemo had a quite a successful game week but then the cherry on the cake is Ivan Tony's classic yellow card oh just just brilliant yeah I, I, I guess you know like I know we're not talking a, a lot about other teams here you know like Chelsea's and, and Liverpool's and things like that. But that's because the way that the game weeks are going at the moment, we're focusing more on the teams that have doubles and blanks, isn't that right? And players that are going to be good value and things. Like at the minute as well, Liverpool are a mess. Yeah. An absolute mess. Like I see people that are still thinking about keeping Salah or even bringing him in. I don't know why. Uh, maybe they're hoping that some kind of a miracle happens. Salah's ownership is so low right now. So if anything did happen... You might go, you might get boosted up, but I think that's just desperation at the minute, isn't it? I yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think it is. It, you know yourself. It's you. Depending on how your season is going, you can always be looking for that kind of that uh, cheeky left field punt, and it feels weird to describe Salah as a, a mm-hmm. punt. But considering how poor Liverpool have been, I don't think he deserves much more than that at the moment. But on saying that. We know the kind of player he is, you know, the kind of player he is and the kind of FPL points he's capable of returning. So if Liverpool were to suddenly get a couple of double game weeks announced, which as far as I'm aware is a possibility, then all of a sudden they become 
you know, that KDB conversation turns yeah. uh, into maybe KDB to Salah and blah, blah, blah. But I'm with you. Like, we're not talking about Chelsea. We're not talking about Liverpool. And yeah, largely in part to the fact that they don't have doubles and they don't have um, blanks. But they're also just on shocking runs of form. I mean, like, Chelsea mm-hmm. essentially have a whole new team that needs to bed in. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, they started this week. Mudrich got another call. Um, another st- oh, this is his first start, I think, was this week. I didn't see the Chelsea-Fulham game, so I have no idea how they looked. But nil-nil at home to Fulham, not a great result if you're Chelsea, if you're asking me. They did start with their new transfer-breaking fucking records. Enzo, Enzo. Fernandez, yeah. yeah. Um, so again, you need to see how they're they're bedding in, and they've been pretty poor this season as a whole, anyway. So easy, easy to hop on when the time is right, but I don't think it's something you need to be planning ahead. I mean, like Chelsea have West Ham away in twenty three, and Southampton at home in twenty four. On paper, even if you go as far as twenty six, where they have Villa, on paper it's like three out of the next four fixtures. Or not Philip, but Leeds. Three out of the next four fixtures, Southampton home, Leeds at home. Like they're fixtures you'd like to target if Yeah. If you If you if you had any vote of confidence in them. But I've none. I've uh, yeah, I mean sure. I've seen a few Mudric floating around the place and I'm like, yeah, I like the idea of taking a punt on uh On the on, Ukrainian Messi. Or the Ukrainian uh, Neymar. Neymar. Neymar, yeah. I like the idea of it, but I'm also kinda, you know, having my eye turned by so many players on form that I can't yeah. get in. Why would I look at players that are out of form? You know? Yeah, I, w- I want to get me some of that Brighton action, never mind fucking Chelsea, you know mm. what I mean? Team that's playing consistently well. Yeah. You know, so. I think that's the that's the main thing. Is like a lot of people are kind of looking at Brighton going like, if they don't have them, they're thinking like, I want them, but that blank is there. And if they do yeah. have them, they're kind of laughing, especially if you have the likes of a Mitoma or a Dunk. But I think there's a few people that kind of zigged with a Solly March you know, this was before Matoma kind of got his last two yeah, yeah, returns. Yeah, that's They zigged when, obviously with hindsight, it was the zag, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be too harsh and I know as soon as that blank gets out of the way, even if doubles kind of get announced before or after it, like, I'll be, I'll be happy to kind of target for the, Brighton for the rest of the season in terms yeah. of they play, that Deserby ball seems to be kicking in, they're getting shots, they're capable of keeping a clean sheet and they're all cheap as chips. You know? Simple as Yeah, 100%. Um, before we kind of wrap things up, because I think we've covered a lot here, Jer, mm-hmm. where is your overall rank at the moment? 112k. That is very good. And you have you have your bench boost, your free hit, and a wild card all in your arsenal. Yeah, full, fully stocked. Yeah, so there you go, guys. He's doing great. So subscribe to our podcast. Where can you find us? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you too can be outside 100k. You too can be uh, outside. Yeah, no, there is some, you know, fucking uh, fantastic results around the place at the moment. I'm looking around, going like, like I, I feel like my season's been going well, and I still am no. Yeah, and, the, and you're usually better at this stage, though, aren't you? You usually be up in like inside 50k at least, or yeah. Uh, well, I mean, at this stage, it's still early days, but uh, you know, I mean, look, we'll see how that triple captainship turns out uh, yeah. before the thing is over. Yeah, but... right. Where are you aiming for? Anyway, what, where would you like to finish? I think um, top 10k is always yeah. my target, and I don't think that's out of reach. I mean, I'd lead. I need to start slicing the uh, slicing the ranks now a little bit. But for this week, so far, it's gone well enough. I think I've cut like 40, 50% off of what I was. Excellent, man. Excellent. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, but it's so, you mentioned it uh, off air when you were doing one of your Instagram plugs that there's 10, 11 million players playing it this year. I mean, like, yeah. there's, there's not just an increase in players, but there's also an increase in 
active players, uh, players with like a ridiculous amount of knowledge that just wasn't available. I mean, I blame all these shitheads, probably you too, on Instadoc, Instadoc, Instagram. Instadoc. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, work, that's a work thing breaking into my brain there. But uh, Instagram and TikTok, that's the word I was looking for. Um, just spoon feeding fucking basic information to uh, to anyone that just wants to spend three minutes looking at a video. It's like, here you go. Here's the players to target and here's the players to avoid. And you know what? Why not? Like, there's no. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's the way I look at it. Well, and, well uh, said. And if, if FPL want to keep uh, a a fucking basic bitch version of a fantasy football game going, then that's up to them. You know, um, mm-hmm. did you see the, the crack with last year's winner not being able to get tickets to... Not even oh, last year's I, winner, I, the winner before it's last year. It's two winners. Yeah, it's they two winners. They haven't even got their prize, guys. So you imagine winning a game that has 11 million players, right? And your prize is what, a fucking a stress ball? <laughs> and uh a, a and 10k i think there's 10k, and 10K in there and again you don't get 10k you think trip, you, do. you get a trip to a football match or something a package or something worth 10k is not i think you get 10k on top of that i'm not now look i've never really given well, I, I i don't think so and i'm the guy that told you that you could use your triple captain and bench boost in the same game week so who do you believe um so they still haven't he's asked for a couple of games but they've basically made it clear that he won't get a top six game so he's hoping to get a Liverpool game. He said he actually said uh, he might get a Liverpool game because they're on the on the way down. You're right. You're but, right. You don't get 10k. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you. Told sorry, you. Sorry. I, I must. Have, I was mixing up. Was it Sky? I think Sky. You're just full of shite, Jer. I am. I am sure. Who does a podcast that isn't full of shite? <laughs> Us. Yeah. Um, and yeah. By the way, um, uh, just in case you're wondering what my rank is, it's 600k at the moment, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy enough. I think I'll finish where I want to finish. Yeah, uh-huh. where do you want to finish? Uh, top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Top, the... top ten. Yeah. yeah. Not top ten K. Top no, ten. No, top ten. Yeah, you top heard 10. me right the first time. Top ten. Yeah. Uh, I have have nothing but faith in you, but um, maybe there are a bunch of people that have a slightly better chance, Paddy, which is a lovely segue into the FBL Hangover Mini League. Um, Wowza. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, and I know it's mid game week, and I'm not a massive fan of going through the mini league in uh in the middle of a game session mm-hmm. but like i think to be honest i think a lot of what's left with the exception of those who've maybe triple captained rashford versus those who just captained him i would be surprised if there's too much variation in ranks between that and the end of the, the end of the game week so with that in mind petty am i putting you on a spot to ask you to call out the top 10 or? well no i can call out the top 10 i have it right here so we have a new league leader but do we have a new league leader the game yeah. week's not finished. Only but anyway, we, we, we do at the moment. And that is Craig Raynor. Shopska Sala. We also have um, Emil Seedlick, the Invincibles, in second place. At one point between them, we have Richard Weghinger Kraft in third. Uh, we have Harry Jones in fourth. We have Paul Ryan in fifth. We have Clad Tour in sixth. We have Mario Greco in 7th, we have Eddie Freel in 8th, Paulo Gorman in ninth, and Tony McBride, ah, to, a neighbour of my own down the road there, Tony McBride in 10th. Um, isn't it just amazing to see the different uh, the nationalities in that league and, and uh, the listeners that we have here on the podcast, like it's just always blows my mind, you know what I mean? You'd be surprised, how many, what percentage of our listeners do you think are Irish? 
Um, I don't know. I, okay, I, I, oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, 50%. 20. 20? The rest are all foreign, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like 20, I think like Irish and England, Ireland and England make up about 40, 50 percent. But like, yeah. there is a massive uh, global kind of following, which just surprises me, you know, I mean, yeah, it fits amazing. into what you're saying. Very good. So there you go. Worldwide, baby. Worldwide. Yeah, um, so, worldwide. So anyway, well done to the the mini league participants. And they could be all, one of those lucky winners could be on the way to winning what chair. An FBL hangover customized hip flask. Hip flask. Wow. Yeah, if we ever, ever send out the prizes. We're just doing a fancy. We're here criticizing fancy Premier League, and I still have a bunch of shit I need to send. You're a fucking uh, hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. But I'm you're the guy that does hypocrite. dry January and doesn't even fucking do it. Like. I'm the guy that does what most people do, and that's quit. You know? Well, yeah, at least you're true to your word. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, before we actually do go. Who's the captain for Game of 22? And it was dry October, just to clarify. I didn't do dry January. That's too mainstream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what were you saying? Who's the captain? Yeah. yeah Game of 22. Because, I mean, like, there's Chelsea. Or, I mean, there's um, City and... There's, there, there's a bit of a debate. I think especially after um, Arsenal, or after City dropping points at Spurs yesterday... Yeah, there's a bit of a debate. I don't think it's as heavy as it should be. I think it falls into that realm of overthinking, like we were speaking. But I could understand why someone might be looking at Arsenal ahead of City right now. Um, for me, not the case. Haaland, all day long. Yeah. Um, home fixture against... Is it home against, uh, well, against Villa? Yeah, they're playing each other, right? So then you have that ne- yeah. you have the next little fixture, and that's the the decider for me. Not 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 even it's the decider for me because Haaland's just a beast. But I would reckon playing Aston Villa would be a little bit easier than playing Brentford. Yeah, um, and City are playing Aston Villa, and Arsenal are playing Brentford. Yeah, I don't know. If you asked me before, Villa just got smashed by Leicester this week. Um, I might have been say I might have been leaning the other way, just because I know Emery is capable of. Of uh, tightening up a team against the top, against another top side, it's kind of what his shtick has been. Mm-hmm. From my limited uh, kind of exposure to him, that's always how how I associate him. But yeah, they did get their arses absolutely spanked against Leicester at the weekend. So now, I do fear that City will do the same thing, especially if they're as pissy as they should be after um, that Spurs match. I also I'm worried. Like we didn't talk about the breaking news that City. Oh yeah, are getting thrown out of the league. Yeah, we're getting they're gonna yeah, get expunged yeah. from So that's all. that's another team blanking and for the rest <laughs> of the for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, oh I'd love it. Imagine the the fucking chaos so, that would cause. Oh my god. So look, basically anyway, if anyone doesn't clued up, City have been done for breaching financial fair play. Um again. they've also again, they've also been I think they're being done for like fraud or tax evasion because they're being found out to have been paying players and maybe managers under the table a little how's your uncle who's your who's your daddy yeah so i mean you know it's not like the financial fair play where last time it was like oh there's a slap on the wrist and there's a fine blah 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 that's going away it can't actually go away now because it's criminal yeah isn't that what it is so i'd be very surprised if some real serious sanctions aren't done now we could see the season play out completely normal and maybe then they get a ban in Europe and they get a fine and 
they mm. get relegated and United get that cup from the Premier League for Mourinho in 2011, 12 seasons. Um, but you know, if you if you pile all that on top of their, you know, recent comments from Pep in terms of a lack of motivation and um, just you know, I, it feels like there may be a little bit of un unrest in the dressing room. I mean, I try not to read too much into that shit, but there might be. Um, you know, you have Cancelo's untimely exit and. Like as I said, kind of a drop off in form. They're not winning the fucking league, and no. you t- you you put all this shit on top of them. Uh, yeah, collapse. It's it's a rough one, but I think for home to Villa and and away to Arsenal, versus home to Brentford and home to City, I still I'm leaning on on the big Nordic meatball. Oh, hundred percent. Like he he's not stressing. He's still waking up to his. Although, did you see him yesterday? Did you watch the Spurs match? No, I didn't see anything because I was over in Old Trafford or Manchester. What happened? He just spent he spent most of the match just fucking whinging. Like he was just talking to himself, like kind of shaking his head. Anytime now, obviously you don't know if the cameras are deliberately showing you the bits where he's nodding his head or if it's just a coincidence. But like mm. anytime I saw him, he was if whether he was walking off the pitch or whether he was fucking still in the middle of play, he was shaking his head just bitching. And uh yeah. and again, you know, the the narrative that's kinda seems to be floating around the place is like, you know, they're just not feeding him the balls. At least that's the impression that uh, that you'd be given watching the match. So, you know, um, I think if someone someone could make the case that it's not worth it, but I think they're really pushing their luck with reality oh. and fantasy there. Yeah, okay, so say now that we weren't to go with Haaland captain, which mm. is the best Arsenal asset? Because we're not looking at players that aren't having a double game week, so which... Arsenal asset would be the best. There's probably four choices, but they're only, like Niketia, Odegaard, Saka, or Martinelli. I think if I was to look at putting the captain's armband on an Arsenal asset for game week 23, it would be Saka. Um, mm. I know Odegaard's been tearing it up. Um, we've already spoken about Martinelli, and I think there's a mild risk of Niketia and the Jesus um, mm. return, but. I still wouldn't be letting that bother me in terms of transferring him in because he's not that difficult to transfer out. But in terms of the captaincy, Saka being on pens is just a game changer. Okay, there you go. That's it then. There you have it. Huh? Yeah. Um, and one last thing before we go because like, I just have to bring up Klopp. Just, you know, as as just, just normal chat here now. Um, what has happened to Klopp? He used to be... I mean, I used to kind of like him. Mm. But now he's just turned into this like a monster. I mean, I'm the same as you. I still kind of like him, so that hasn't changed. But he has become very, very testy and aggressive. aggressive. Uh, yeah. Very aggressive. He's very, very, very aggressive. Um, did you see what he said about the Wolves game, that he's not counting the third goal? No, no. Why, what was Oh, it? yeah, he, he came out and said, oh, we're not, uh, you know, we're not kidding. We're not counting the third goal. Why? So, like... He said it was some, I don't know, some foul or something in the ball. I can't remember. Don't quote me on it. But <laughs> That's like something we'd he... say when we were in primary school. And someone yeah, he says, I'm not, I'm not counting the third goal. So then some funny fucker, of course, on Twitter just wrote, just quote it, fine, we beat you 2-0 then. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Wolves fan. Like. So, I mean, you know, especially with Klopp with all his excuses every week. You know, there's an actual thread of every one of his excuses just for him to come out and say that. Like, it's yeah. just... It's hilarious. I mean, like, there is a little bit of me that feels bad for Liverpool fans. Little bit. Because my <sighs> my, my father is a Liverpool fan. And, uh, you know, it was nice getting him. Like, let, when he when Liverpool were going through all that fucking, you know, Champions League and 
one title. Uh, it was kind of nice to see all of these patients being rewarded over the last yeah. my whole life, essentially three decades. Uh, and it was like, oh look, there you go, you know. Um, and now that it's just, it just seems like it was a blip, you know. Like it's like, I don't know, they're just reverting back to. Uh, uh, no, but I hear you with that. Like, that you would be happy for some people. Like, my father-in-law is a Liverpool fan, and I thought I would be happy for him, but then when United were going through that bad patch, I would, hear the fr- I would hear the front door open, and, and before I'd see him, all I'd hear is this fake laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, coming in. So I'm like, you know what? I'm glad he's on the, the decline. It's just a circle of violence. Though. I that's know, but I that's like what keeps it. that's what keeps it all fun and games, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. You know, I mean, but I think it was know, United's keeps... it was United's decline that made me a little bit more kind of sympathetic. To I was like, you know what? We had our time in the sun, and you know, maybe yeah, that's what we were all. That's what we were saying, so we could sleep at night. Yeah, but uh, yeah, luckily, but now we've we've got the sunglasses back on. The light is blinding again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quadruple is still on. You know, oh, it's still on. It's on. <laughs> Oh, we better go off before we, better. we start fucking losing listeners. We will, we will. All right, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Uh, Paddy, where can everyone find you? You can find me at uh, the Viking Dippers on um, Instagram. You can find me at FPL Viking underscore on Twitter, and you can find me at the Cafe Fella on TikTok. Oh, another new fucking. Oh, I'm fucking loving this one. Oh my god, there's no, there's no shades that can hold your light, Paddy. Do you know that? <laughs> no bushel that you can bury your light under. Oh god. Um, yeah. If you want to reach. And where can we go on? Sorry. No, Paddy's fine. Nothing, not like a, you know, a complete lack of professionalism to end the show. Uh... I was going to fucking say, and now where can we find the pod, chair? <laughs> and you fucking, you know, you, you went on because I felt bad. I did. Oh. Yeah. Look at you with your fucking. Floss, two fucking flosser in your mouth, like Clint Eastwood over here. How long have you been doing that? The whole show? Yeah, the whole show. Oh, fuck's sake. Uh... <laughs> multitasking, here, multitasking. Uh, I thought that was for women. Um, I thought we weren't able to do that. Anyway, uh, if you do want to reach good out. Good Steve. Yeah, good Steve. Yeah, I'm just going to pull that one right back. Um, if you do want to reach out, uh, you can find us on Twitter at FBL Hangover and you can send us an email to the address fblhangover at gmail.com uh, as I said at the top of the show uh, we obviously try to get an episode out once a week as we have done for four fucking years but um, at the moment there's just that little bit of uh, uh, of a kind of uh, a hill that we need to try and, and dig through we need to build some kind of tunnel through it and, and figure it out but we will look to be back same time same channel next week and uh, get as consistent as we can if that's not good enough for you fuck off and if you do really want to reach out to us uh, on a week where maybe we haven't thrown out a release, feel free to DM us, email us. We'll always pick up uh, and do yeah. what we can to help. But uh, yeah, with all that in mind, I would like to thank everyone for joining us this evening. And most importantly, God bless. Let it roll, baby roll. Let it roll.